hiss in my face and my nose. And, hey, I never hit the record button. <laughs> but it's recording. Well, there we go then. It's only been a couple seconds. It must have been when I moved it, because I never hit the button. Well, that'll be a good start. Now talk. Oh, Nance, talk. No, I don't want to talk. <laughs> Am I not close enough? No, it's it's good, because you're just talking. How do you want to start today? I don't know. Well, that's weird. Mm -hmm. Usually mine is, it yeah. spikes high. Maybe you're having a little voice, Dave. Maybe I am. <laughs> I don't know. Could be. Could be not. Yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Really Life Podcast. <laughs> I'm Dee. I'm Nancy. And we hope that you are having a great day today. We were just talking about the weather and hope it's nice where you are. Or you're just having a good day no matter what the weather's like. Yeah. Yeah. As I've been told a million times, if you're only going to be happy when it's not snowing and on, you're never going to be happy. <laughs> because of where we live. <laughs> definitely need the brightness, the sun. That makes, definitely makes you feel better. It does. Anyway. It does for me. It makes a huge difference. Even if it is 30 degrees out, if the sun's out, it just makes such a huge difference. Oh, well. Yeah. I guess it's time for a change. It's time for a change. I'll say that again since you've cracked isn't open that, your pop. Isn't that, <laughs> uh, isn't that what our topic's about today? Yep. It's time for a change. Isn't it, though? It has been for a while. Another new change. I can always feel it when it's coming. Yeah. If there was one thing that you could change about you right now, what would it be? My health. What do you mean? I want to be healthier. Yeah. How was that for a look? The list goes on and on. Well, I was kind of more sh shooting for a... I know. Obtainable. Yeah. I already thought about that myself. If I could change anything, yeah. what could I change? And since I really can't realistically change my health, it's more just how I live with it. It's still my biggest, I call my health my nemesis. But I'm trying to change it. Like instead of saying having bad days, I'm having healing days. Because mm -hmm. that's what my body's doing. It's trying to right. recoup, reheal, so I can right. go on to the next day. But I still get very angry. And that's what came up as soon as I started thinking about what would I change. I would change how angry I still get. <laughs> It being this way, being limited, and being a little more compassionate with myself. Mm -hmm. Because I would be way more compassionate to someone else if they were in my position. What would I change? I would probably, I was thinking about this the other day too. I was thinking if there was any one thing that I could change is not to be so emotionally driven. You still feel like you're emotionally I driven? I think sometimes. Not as, not as bad as it used to be, but I think if there's something that inhibits me or bothers me more than anything else, it's still being reactive sometimes, more so than I would like to be. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes, I do. Because I know I stopped being that way pretty well, because I got tired of the consequences after. Mm -hmm. My own personal sure, consequence sure. and then the consequence that I may have gotten with the relationship or whatever right but I'm still likely to do it with my daughter that lives at home mm -hmm. or if it's a stranger that has crossed the line like I was talking about that guy at line right right he kept 
getting closer and closer, and I tolerated it for a while. I mean, it wasn't like he took one little touch or free whatever, free shot. Right. I gave him a sec to say, oh, maybe it was just an accident, but I'm quick to react that way. Sure. Yeah, mine isn't so much reactive as far as anger. I mean, yes, that plays a part in it, but it's more about what I think about when I'm feeling... Your turmoil inside when you're... Yeah. You know, the self-talk kind of stuff. Yes, yes, Um, yes. I wish it was easier to pass all the the storytelling, which isn't true. Yes. You know, kind of thing. Yes. I mean, other than whenever somebody asks me, what do you want to change? I always go inside. I don't think outside. Yeah. Which is interesting because some people think, oh, I changed my job or I'd uh, go with a shorter haircut. Right. Or Or what Maya said. Yeah. I I would find a way to be rich. Right. I always go in, which is interesting. Yeah, I know that my... You're... I guess I'm going to need minutes here, not seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Pulling a a train of thought is challenging some days. Oops, there we go again. 80 minutes of editing in in this short time we've started. Here's going to be... I think we're into 20 minutes, and it's probably going to end up being two minutes by the time I'm done editing. (laughs) Okay, so, yes, today the topic is change. Yes. When I was thinking about how I wanted to present it would be all of the podcasts leading up to now are perfect podcasts for leading up to change. I thought how perfect that my higher power, my God, made that happen because I think it is just super universe perfect mm-hmm. but all of the acceptance and surrenders and sure you know our triggers all the things that we have been talking about previously mm-hmm. are perfect steps to change mm-hmm. I think lined any, up perfect in the universe any growth or any introspection and Anything we learn about ourselves somehow, some way, eventually, kind of thrusts us into change. Right, if we want to. Sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, yeah. but it <laughs> does it anyway. Got that right. <laughs> I think, like I said, what consequences, that's what helped me to change in different ways. Mm-hmm. The consequences within myself were, I, I didn't want to pay him anymore. Yeah. There was a time I'd pay him to get my own way because I didn't know how to change or I kept falling every time I tried to change so therefore I'll never be able to change right instead of saying get back up and do it again right so you screwed up this time do it again and that was how I learned some of my outward changes Mm -hmm. one thing that keeps coming to mind is my reacting you know Mm -hmm. someone would immediately get up in my face I was immediately back up in their face right or when I was having my hard time, as soon as someone was being mean and cruel to me, I was climbing inside my, you know, little space inside myself and just hiding. Mm-hmm. Where those happy mediums weren't happening. Right. So I had to slowly learn how to keep my mouth shut, do the pause. And then other areas, depending on what it was, I had to slowly stand up for myself. Right. And didn't have to be these great strides or that, okay, now I'm assertive. You know, and that's what was in my brain for a very long time. It's like, no, you've been this way forever. 
Right. It's going to take a while to learn to do these things. That anxiety of change, mm-hmm. that the fear of doing it, even if it was good for me, mm-hmm. it was something I've never done or didn't do healthy or could do with this person, but didn't know how to do it with this person or could do it in this situation, but hadn't learned to do it in this situation. I would get the flush, my heart would go a thousand miles a minute. I'd be like stammering, trying to get the words out, but I didn't care. It got to a point where I have to do this. I'm not taking this anymore. Right. But it took practice, practice. it took time. Yeah. And the more I did it, the easier it became. Yep. You know, and then that doesn't mean like, oh, the second time it was easier. It was more like the fifth or sixth. Right. No, no, I get that. But then it made it easier in life in general. Right. Once I stood up to the really hard ones, it made it easier to do the littler ones that I was always just still not doing. Right. But it made it so much easier to just come off and to come off assertively, not aggressively. Right. Or passively. That happy medium that my counselor was always telling me about. Right. You could get there. And a big part of it was not beating myself up during the process. Yeah. I get it. A lot of anxiety would change for me. I think change is anxiety provoking. (coughs) I mean, nobody likes... I don't like to have to go through a big change. Even if it's a small change, I don't like to. It's kind of like, okay, I just got to adjust this when it comes to something small, but something personality or behaviorally or confrontational that I'm not used to making, that can be anxiety-provoking because I don't like to be confrontational. I don't like to have to say, hey, this really hurts my feelings when, or I feel really angry when you do that. That kind of stuff is always hard for me. And it's still uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And causes anxiety. I don't feel the same fear that I used to have behind it because I have had practice and I do know how to do it without being listen yeah mf'er mm-hmm. you know what i mean and going off on a wild tangent because it's not about it's not being reactive it's being responding to exactly you know what right. i mean and taking a i don't know if you want to call it an adult stance instead a of a choice. healthy choice yeah. instead of a tantrum right you know because right. somebody hurt my feelings or something like yeah. that but it's taken me a long time to learn how to do that and i still find it difficult when I'm confronted with somebody who's right there in my face. Yeah. Not being very nice or they're not going to hear me. And, you know, usually I can say I'm sorry you feel that way and not even get into it with them. Because it just isn't worth it because they're not going to hear it anyway. But standing up for myself took a long time. Being able to say, hey, I, I don't like when you do this. Or saying no. Saying no was a huge change for me. I was always a yes girl. Right. Yes, sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I can do that. You know, I'll make sure I can fit it in somehow. Or, you know what yes. I mean? And yeah. all I did was get more angry and resentful. Yeah, so, I know I wasn't around those years that you got crazy nuts busy. Yeah. But I know the couple times that we had talked briefly in between mm-hmm. in those years, you were always doing something. Yeah. You were always telling me you're involved in this, involved in that. And, 
Yeah, and I think that, I mean, I think I had to go through that. It's kind of like that spectrum, black or white, and then come to the middle. Right. I had to figure out what was black and what was white to figure out what the gray area was. But being able to do that and to be able to say, yeah, you know, one of the things that that rubs me the wrong way is when somebody calls and says, hey, what are you doing Saturday? They don't ask what or why or, you know, what they're... For me, what they're saying is, hey, I have something I need you to do. Oh, yeah. I need you to tell me if you're doing something on Saturday. I deal much better with somebody calling and saying, hey, I need I need your truck on Saturday, or could you help me pick up a couch right. on Saturday, instead of saying, what are you doing? Right. Because if I say, not much of anything, then I'm trapped into... You feel like you're trapped. I feel like I'm trapped into, okay, I'm going to look like a real jerk if I say, yeah, I'm not doing that. No, but not. today, no, I do, I do right. much better with that now. I have a family member who likes to call and say that. And I'll say, what do you want? Before you even ask anything, what do you want? Right. You know, because if it's something that I need to do or it's important enough or it has to do with helping my family in some way, please tell me. But if it's because you want me to, I don't know, go walk the dog or something, (laughs) you know what I mean? Say it. Yeah. So I can be a little more direct and clear with people about where my boundaries are. Right. And that's not easy. No. They wanted something new to you. Right. And that's because like a lot of people say, I don't know how you can't do that. Right, right. You know, and it's like, well, you know how you have a problem doing this? And they're like, oh, yeah. And say, well, I don't have a problem with that. Right, but and I have a problem with And then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I see. Yeah. Because... We all yeah. have our own issues, our own anxieties, our own fears, our own learned behaviors on how to handle situations. Yep. And some are healthy and some aren't. And some are not even close to being realistic. Right. We all have our own weird... Yeah. Not weird, but different yeah. ways that we can and we can't do stuff. Right. So. Yeah. I'm just very protective of my time. You all, and you have to be. It's not like and that's you don't have that... life and commitments. Right. You're just willy-nilly able to do whatever you want, whenever you want. Right. I'm it's just different. very, and probably maybe a little too protective sometimes, but... For who, though? You're, a, like you said, oh, you're an introvert. You need your time. Yeah. So if it's just sitting on the couch, and that's what you're protecting, yeah, and believe no. me, you, I've learned that. It's okay to protect that. Yeah. That's an important part of many of our time. Oh, yeah. But I've also learned that it is very, I don't know what the word is. Somebody reaches out and asks for help or they need help doing something. Sometimes that is exactly what I need to be doing. Well, then, yeah, that's your internal thing that needs to make your decision. Right. So it, it just all depends, I think, on where I am. You know, mentally and emotionally and physically, I've gotten enough rest and that kind of stuff. And that is, it, there's a lot that involves our time yep. and what we can and can't do. Yeah. And I know, obviously, you know, now with my physical stuff, I get, I'm going through the guilt. And it's just, you know, all that behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I'm going through that change of, okay, this has been years for me. 
and I still do this. Mm -hmm. So I try to remember my counselor's always telling me about these things called mini grief cycles. I was just going to say, this yeah. is grief. It's like a every now and then I go through them, and especially when it's something that I'm unable to do. Mm -hmm. And I just get through that sadness and, you know, mm -hmm. and I go through the, I go through all of it, the anger, the sadness, the everything you do with grief. Right, right. So I focus on that and then I still have to focus in my own mind on, yes, you're going to have these many grief cycles, but you're still not getting it. You know, I'm still, well, maybe if I do this, then that'll help my health. You know, I'm still always trying to find a way to make it better maybe if I do more if I'm doing more it'll help my body well maybe if I if I do rest more well maybe if I take these mat you know and people are always handing me advice believe me right. well if I do this or if I do that and I already know the answer to all those questions mm -hmm. but I still play you know so it's time for me to make that next change of not allowing it more than one or two seconds of in the brain and out right you know okay you're, you're thinking that way stop and being more self-aware because as they say about health if you're more stressed or more upset it just makes it worse worse right you know so i try not to stay in something or if i'm in emotional turmoil and i find i'm more tired or more achy or whatever is going on <laughs> then i have to hmm i wonder if it's because so that's my change that I know that I'm on right now. So my brain is always trying to do these things to try to make a life that I want that I don't have. Right. The only thing to do is to change my way of going into it and to change my brain. Right. Well, so. I don't think it's changing your brain. It's changing your thought process. Yeah. Well, that's how, that's why I always say my brain. Because, I mess it with you. No, that's fine because... Thought processes I don't have well anymore. So instead of not being able to find the word, I say my brain. Right. I mean, you guys probably have heard me a million times right. refer to my brain. That's funny. Because I blame my brain on everything. Well, I do. I think... I blame it for everything. I would too. <laughs> I do. Because it's what between my two ears that causes me the most problems. Amen. Sing it, sister. <laughs> so how do you think you could change some of the things that you said that you would if there's one thing well, you could change would be that I think the self talk um, <laughs> I have my arms crossed so she folded right up <laughs> she thinks it's a defensive posture I'm, hold, I'm hold, holding it in, holding it, it in. no it actually isn't it, my back Okay. my shoulders no it's fine oh, talk. Um, I think for me it's more about the self talk that I have you know, and catching it sooner before before I get into the hamster wheel kind of stuff and repeating, you know, trying to trying to come up with the story that's going to make sense instead of just letting it be right. what it is. I have a hard time letting stuff just be what it is and just moving forward from that. I've got to come up with, well, this is the reason why this person said this to me and or this is the reason why... Or what did I do to make them say that? Or do you go through all well, of oh, that? Oh, yeah. Okay. You okay. know, so, I mean, not like I used to, but it's still something I think that inhibits me from being me. Right. I think it's more about self-talk and just learning to go with my gut more than what's going on between yeah. my ears. Right. 
Because I think I have a really good intuition with a lot of things. Some things probably not. I can be naive sometimes. I tend to want to see the good. I want to believe that people are doing or wanting the same things and that's doing the next right thing more than right. not. Yeah. Try and be optimistic yeah. about stuff than pessimistic. Right. Pessimistic. Yeah. And that is a good thing. Yeah. But I also think that I can I can be naive about some things. Yeah. But uh, that's just me. I don't have the same experience as other people do. Right. I had a girl who was working for me who was consistently coming up with excuses and reasons why she was either slower or couldn't work in the morning, couldn't, you know, and, and I'm trying to think of, okay, she's got a little kid. That makes sense. Okay. But the other person who was working for me said, Nancy, you know she's getting high again, right? And I couldn't see it because I kept trying to see the good. Right. You're trying you to know. see there are other reasons. And right. you're trying to see what else it could be. Right. And then, of course, she showed her showed herself, yeah. and there it was. Right. You know, then I could act accordingly. Right. And I don't kick myself for that because I would rather think that than think automatically that they're doing something bad or right. that she was using again or she's lying. Or I would right. rather be optimistic. And if you don't personally, personally know some people, you don't want to jump to something that you're not sure of. Right. You right. know, if you don't know them that well, you don't want to automatically say, well, she's getting high, I can tell. Now, her best friend probably knew in right. a heartbeat. Right. You know, but there are some things that I, I am naive about, and that's all right. I can deal with that. I can go, oh, okay, learn from this one. See, I don't see you as being naive. <laughs> I can be naive, trust well, me. <laughs> I know that that you do, you know, trust people and give them the benefit mm -hmm. of the doubt until, until they show you or make more right. of a, no matter what it is, your behavior is saying this. Right. So it doesn't even matter if it's not a big deal, but now you're not showing up every day. There's... I can't keep hoping, right, you know? right. So I do, I do know that you can be optimistic with people right. and stuff like that. But I also know that you're no dummy either. No, you but know? I just don't have some of the life experiences that other people have to had pick that can. That, right, yeah. exactly. That pick yeah. things up because I'm like, what? I don't know what that is. You yeah. know, I don't know what that looks like. Right. Somebody telling me that their eyes are pinned. I had no clue what that was before. Now I do. Now I can look at them and go, yeah. No idea what that means. Amphetamines, crack, their eyes being pinned. I didn't know that. Pin. Oh, because there's, I never, well. Yeah, because they're high or whatever. We had different terms when we were younger. Yeah. What the hell are we supposed to know what that means? So, I mean, <laughs> I've learned. But I also make fun of myself because I don't know. I was picking up some girls from... A treatment center and they wanted to listen to rap here I am 54 I don't listen to rap right. it's not something I like yeah but I let them listen to it I don't care yeah you know and there was one song they were laughing at because I had absolutely no idea that one song was talking about chickens in the coop and I'm like all right you guys so tell me are the chickens in the coop his girlfriends or and they were just looking at me like oh my god what is wrong with you yeah because I don't know right so some of those kind of the things. wonderful thing of age. Yeah, I ask my daughter all the time stuff. I'm like, what is that? I have no idea, and oh, she does. She'll listen to that rap. <laughs> I call it rap crap. No offense to anyone that likes rap, but I don't mind 
some rap, I mind the rap that's not good for my daughter to be listening to. Well, do you remember when I took Phil for, it was either Christmas, I think it was Christmas or his birthday, and he wanted a CD, and I let him pick out a CD, and it was Bone Thugs and Harmony, and you were like, what were you thinking? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know who they are, it's what he wanted. And, and there was some... Yeah, it wasn't even that bad back then to what they no. have now. Now, I mean, Maya puts stuff on, and I give her a look, and she shuts it off. She, I don't even have to tell yeah. her why I'm giving her a look. Yeah, no, I know. she knows she ain't listening to that. That's funny. But, but it, that kind of yeah naive approach to things sometimes. Right. Oh, I just learn. That's how I think of it. Well, what can I learn from it? I'll learn from it somehow, some way. And that's your best thing about change, is learn. Mm -hmm. We have to learn how to do it. Like, I think that they... Anxiety of change is one of my biggest things. It's just telling myself this change is for the good. Yeah. It's for your good. It's actually for the good of everyone around me, too, mm -hmm. except for obviously the person that doesn't want me to change. That anxiety of learning to do it for the first time was just terrifying. It well, was yeah. horrible. So that's lots of times why I know I just didn't because I got so anxious that I'm like, I can't, I can't. And it wasn't even the fear of doing it. It's because I got myself so anxious and, and just getting ready to do it. Right. That I allowed the anxiety to overwhelm me and, and then, of course, the fear. Or and or both. Right. You know, lots of times anxiety is just fear. Well, and I Untrue think it's, fear. I think it's what, what we're saying to ourselves that also creates the anxiety. Right. I don't like to live in uncertainty. Right. And I think uncertainty, if you don't know what's going to happen on the other side, it causes fear and anxiety, and then the hamster wheel gets going, right. and I create it bigger than what it is. Yes. But then once I get it done and over with, kind of like, hey, no, hmm, that wasn't too bad. Right. But my daughter's that way. Her uncertainty causes her a lot of anxiety and stress oh, sure. and the hamster wheel and mine's it's not the uncertainty that's ever bothered me it's the backlash mm. from people the ones that don't want you to change lots of times when you're changing and there are people in life don't want you to change it means they're gonna push harder or they're gonna oh, try sure. to be jerks more sure. or Obviously, depending on what the change is. Gets worse before it gets better yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. So the person that you're in a relationship is either going to continually make this a horrible, rotten life because I'm trying to make something better for myself, or I'm going to have to leave and just say, sorry, I can't do this anymore. I mean, sometimes it's just been, like I, I talked about with my kids I don't remember what we were talking about in one of the episodes you know, about change. is hard when you're young because you have this group of people that you hang with. And if you don't really want to be hanging with them anymore, I mean, even obviously until you're 80 this can happen, but it's really hard when you're a teenager and you're believing really strong this way and then the next day you're, like something snaps in your brain and says, no, wait a minute, I don't believe that anymore. Right. Not only is that hard on teenagers and young people, this thing going on inside of them, but now all these people are they're hanging with that believe this way are now like, well, what do you mean you don't believe it anymore? 
So then they're going to get the backlash, and then now maybe they're not going to have those friends. And I've had instances where I backed away from people. I had a couple people at my one church that I started to get close to, and I had to back away. Right. And I felt bad, but I couldn't do it anymore. And I kept thinking, well, she doesn't have anyone. So I kept trying to be her other half, her someone that was more positive and she would say right. things and I'd try to bring the positive in and I did that for two years right. before I finally was like I can't do it anymore and I hated to do it because no one else would even hardly ever want to talk to her right but I saw the the heart of her right but because she was so much doing the other all the time and it was it was so hard I felt yeah. bad walking away from her but I just, and I did it slowly and gradually because yeah. we were pretty close. And I just, I felt really bad. But that was a change I had to do for me because I just, I couldn't be there anymore and all of that all the time. Right. And I can't change someone else. But if you're having people around you that are like trying to bring good and healthy stuff into your life and you just keep shooing it away you're eventually going to shoo that person away. And oh, that's kind of me, what get that. she did to me. Well, so. I get that. I'm one of those, I believe that, oh, you reap what you sow kind of thing. If you're in negative all the time, you're going to be negative all the time. Yeah. If you're in positive, you're going to be positive. Yeah. If you're, you know. Always sitting in one thing. One thing or another. I like the glass to be half full. Yes. <laughs> So it, it's difficult when you're around somebody who has a glass that's either half empty or empty. Yeah, all the time, all the every time. day. <laughs> right, right. So that definitely does get wearing on you. I've been around people like that. No, you can't change them. You can try. No. no. You know, I know for me what I had to do was see it for what it was and realize that I had no impact on them whatsoever. So no matter what I said or how I was, they were either going to accept it or not. I was just going to be me regardless. Right, right. yeah. And, and, that, it, and that was something that irritated her. Yeah. Me continually staying me. Right. And I didn't want to keep defending myself. Right. For what I felt was to. good for me. Absolutely. And she obviously still felt that was good for her. Right. You know, so. Nope, I get it. I do. So that was one of the social examples of I was already me, but I had to make a change for myself. And that's a lot of what I think about, too, with change is it was really hard to change a lot of things because, you know, you grow up in a an abusive home or if you grow up with a lot of chaos or if you're growing up with your radar on, you know, if you're growing up having to not speak or be hit or you know whatever you're learning when you're little it gets hard to change as you get older absolutely like we said it's very hard there's a lot of fear into that and I think that once I also felt more worthy it mm -hmm. became easier to change because I didn't care so much what all right. of you thought this is how I want to be Right. And if it isn't how you want me to be, then you'll have to leave or deal with me. <laughs> right. They weren't bad changes. I mean, they weren't changes that were not positive for me. 
they weren't changes that made it so I wasn't nice to people. They were all good changes. Sure. Obviously, still hard to do because, like oh, we absolutely. talked about, being new. Yeah, I think it's for me. I I go back to the difference between fitting in and belonging. I can fit in. We can be chameleons. We can fit in anywhere. We right. can agree with, adjust, dress like, talk like, and fit in anywhere. Right. Belonging to me means being able to be me and accepted anyway. Right. So I right. would rather belong today than fit in. Yep. Because I don't I'm not compromising myself and yes. my belief system and my values. Exactly. And I'm around like people who can love me regardless and I can love them regardless. Right. You know, right. whether I agree with whatever. Yes. Okay. And there are and people belong. out there that do Oh, I know. Do that. And yeah. then there are people out there that... That don't. They don't. So. No, I get that. I know for me, belonging is more important. When I was younger, it was all about fitting in. Right. You know, today right. I don't want to just fit in. No, because then we're and not being true change. to ourselves. Right. right, but that's a hard change because then you're kind of going against the grain. Right, exactly. You go against the grain, it's kind of like, <laughs> The anxiety, the fear, yeah. the uncertainty yeah all that stuff steps in hiring and having the firing is a difficult thing oh to, gosh yeah because it goes against hiring is one thing right firing or letting somebody go is extremely hard especially for, for you <laughs> i that is not easy for me i tend to be a little more emotionally driven that way right but I've also learned over the years that I would rather let somebody go because of, for whatever reason, they don't fit, they're not showing up, they're not doing the job, they're lying, they're getting high again, whatever right. reason. I would rather be uncomfortable for however long that conversation has to be and be done and over with it because it's not a right fit, right. than to keep them on, which I've done. Yes, I know you've given people the chance. And have struggled yeah. and butted heads and have, you know, that internal... Made your work day horrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I have learned and been able to change my thought process towards that because it's not about how I feel right. about something. Right. Because I can feel, I can care about somebody, but also say, yeah, this isn't a right fit. Yeah. I care about you, but this isn't working. Right. I'm sorry, this isn't working out. And especially hard, even if you know they're just in the few things I've had to do, whether it's fundraisers or something at work that I yeah. was doing something. We had people, even if they're really trying, if they cannot, they cannot. Right. Not everyone right. is fit for everything. Right. And that's really hard. Because right. you know they're trying, you know they want, but you're just like, mm, no, it's right. not going to work. That's it's, hard. It's very hard. It's also hard to realize that I think it's more important for me to say to a customer or a prospective customer or even somebody that's an employee or just in my everyday life, you know what, I really don't have the answer to that. I right. used to feel like I had to have the answer yeah. to everything. Yep. You know, especially in my business. Yeah. But if I haven't done something, I'm not going to know right. exactly how to do it. That's right. And I can say, you know what, I really don't know how to do that, but let me figure that out. Right. Or find out for you right. what will work.
I always felt that it would be, oh, a sign of me not having my shit together if I didn't have the answer. And oh, that's not true. I remember that very well. Not I don't as a business person, answer. as a regular human being. Well, yeah, and <laughs> I mean that in my everyday life, too. Right. You know, somebody will ask something about uh, something I have no idea about, and I'll go, you know what, I really don't know. Right. Yep. You know, why don't you talk to this person? They may know. And or... once I started doing that, it was such a relief. Oh, right. I'm like, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Right. It was so much of a relief to just say, I don't know. Or like you said, let me help. Let me figure it out. Let me go find out. I mean, I have to do that with my kids. All You know, kids are always at, even in their 30s, they ask you questions. I'm like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> Why don't we Google it? Right. Because <laughs> I don't know. Or let me check and ask somebody. Right. But I always wanted to have the right answer for them. Uh, absolutely. You know, it's like that it doesn't help if you don't really know. No. You're and talking I think out your ass. You're talking out your ass. <laughs> I think it's a change that I made because I always felt so pressured and so stressed about not having the answer. I listened to a book, I can't remember exactly. I think it may have been a Brene Brown book. I listened to books. Yes. Um, and she had some said something about that, and I'm like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to feed my ego. Yeah. You know, because sometimes it was ego-driven. Right, someone asked, yeah. Yeah. Or you want to have the answer for them, so you give them half of what you know. Right. Instead of saying, I know this much, let me give you this much more. Right, you know, right. So. I don't have to hustle, as she puts it, hustle for your worthiness. Yes. You know? I don't do that anymore I either. don't either. Mm -hmm. Or at least I try very hard not to. Yes. I can't say that it's completely gone, but I could say it's, it's a lot better than good. it used to be. That's good. Know? Because my worth does not come from outside. Right. It comes from inside. Right. A lot of people could hear that would help them when they're thinking about making a change. Our worth comes from inside. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I was making changes that was rocking the boat from every aspect of my life, because I was making some crucial changes for a while there about me, not like exterior stuff, I had to keep reminding myself that this change is for me and I'm worth it. And although I love you, and although I love her, and although I love him, mm -hmm. if it rocks your boat, I'm sorry. But this is what I need to do right. for me to be true to me, to be honest for me. I'm the back black sheep of my family in many ways. Mm -hmm. There's just no denying that. There are certain ways that people are in my family that I refuse to be. I refuse. Right. I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. And when you're the only person in the room not wanting to do that, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And it might make everyone around me uncomfortable. Right. But I did what I needed to do or not do. Right. For myself. Right. I felt fool. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was being true to me that... I didn't have to belittle myself because this is my family and I should be like, well, you know, family's everything, so I should be like them or I should say things that they're saying because they're all saying it even though I don't agree. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. are my family and I just didn't involve myself. Right. And sometimes I did get called on some of it. 
or I got even called names for some of the things I would or wouldn't do. In lieu of what they thought they were doing, it just made me feel stronger. Right. It made me feel better because they're like, da 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 you know, and not just my family. I did went through this with a lot of different people. I would smile inside mm-hmm. and be like, and I don't care. Right. Yes, you think I'm this. Yes, you think I'm that. Holier than thou. I hated that statement because it's the last thing I ever felt in my life that makes me want to cry right immediately. Right. Is ever be holier than thou because I'm not ever than anyone. Mm-hmm. I was just doing what I could do to survive in my body and in my brain. Right. That was it. It wasn't because I thought I was better than them. It wasn't because I thought I was better than you. None of that. Right. I had to lay down at night, and I wanted it to be, I did my best today. You don't feel guilty because I didn't do this. You don't feel guilty because I did do that. I feel like I compromised who I am. Right. And little things, like people wanting to be a vegetarian, the whole families. Steaky, get hers, meat and potatoes, baby. Right. You know, what do you mean you're going to be a veggie boy? You know, I mean, just how people can be. Oh, no, I get it. Even if they're joking. I get it. It should be positive. This is what this person wants to be. Um, They're still the same person. Right. And then that comes back to what you were saying. Yeah, in fact, last week. Just because something's different, you were talking about politics. Mm. I still love the person you are. Right. I don't believe in your politics, and I don't want to talk about it or argue about it with you. Right. But I still love who you are, and I'm not going to chastise you or criticize you. Right. So I had to say to my aunt that one time, I love you too much to have this conversation. Yes. That is perfect. In fact, I need and to I remember that one. I have the conversation. I'm That's not good. going to. <laughs> There's no reason to. Yes. I've said that in different ways, and I really like it. That That's a good one for some. Yeah. But well, I have it, said that. Shut oh, up. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there you are know. times that I've said to people, I'm not having this conversation with you. Yeah. And I know it's not going to go anywhere. Right. Or it's not going to do any good. Right. And there's going to be no change in having this conversation, because we already know we don't see eye to eye. Whatever right. it may be, why right. go there? Right. And there used to be a time where I didn't know how to do that. I felt prey, or I couldn't stand strong, or right, or you became agreeable, and yeah, that it was easier to be agreeable and to play along with than it was to, like I said, I love you too much to have this conversation. I always felt that um, they wouldn't like me or love me or I wouldn't be accepted if I didn't agree with them. Today I know that it's it's not something that I have to do. I try and have integrity in what I do and say because that's important to me. You know, if that's a I, good word, integrity, for when you're trying to change. Yeah, you know, Remember and I your integrity. Right. I mean, my value I used to place outside of me, and today I right. place it inside of me, and I don't have to be that chameleon, yep. nor do I have to be agreeable. I can disagree with somebody and not even have the conversation. Right. Because I'm not going to be able to change them. I used to feel a need to change them. Yeah. Today I don't. Right. You know, and I think that just comes from experience and realizing that, I, my worth and my worthiness 
is not about what somebody else thinks about me. Right. What they think about me is, is none, none of, of my your business. business. Love that saying. You no, know, it just isn't important. Let me repeat important. that. Yeah. What you think of me is none of my business. And if they're not in my inner circle, if they're not in the the handful of people that I count on, no, no, no. Yep. Yeah, because I don't mean nope. that for the people that like are in my inner circle. No, I know. Because it does make a big difference. Because sure. they'll see things in me I will not see sometimes. Right. And I want them to tell me. Absolutely. Well, you know me. I call people and say, um, do I do this? Do I do right. that? Is there a right. reason for this? Because I don't, I like you said, I don't know what I didn't know. Right. When I started realizing things about myself, that was really hard sure. for me. I sure. was like, almost beat me to the ground. Even though I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. Once I did realize, well, you do this when someone does this, or you do this every time this. Right. When I started to find out my little shortcomings and my character defects or mm -hmm. my low self-esteem issues, you know, mm -hmm. Okay, I can go down a list here. When I started finding these things out about myself, instead of saying, okay, now you know, what can we do about it, Day, Let's make a change. Let's right. not. I said, oh my God, you've been doing that for 10 years. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then I would play back yeah. all the times I did that. And I, even though I didn't know, it didn't matter. I still found something to beat myself up for well, yeah, I think we I do that until we figure out what else we can do. I know that taking responsibility for me and me alone has also been a big change because I, you know, it was easier for me to either blame myself or blame somebody else or a situation than to take responsibility for what is mine and mine alone. I could take the responsibility for anything and blame myself completely or I could blame somebody else and say look this is this is what they're doing this is how they've treated me this is uh, they've said this about me and not take a look at what I have done and sometimes right. it's not always about that but more times than not, I think we all play a part in either allowing something to continue when we shouldn't or not knowing what we didn't know, but when we do know, still allowing it to happen. Right, yep. So I have to take responsibility yep. for that. Definitely. That's on me. Somebody, what's that saying? Somebody steps on my foot once, okay. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, twice, when I, wait a minute here, third time, that's my fault for sticking my foot there. Right. I had this one person I kept going back to over and over the years. I kept trying to give them another chance, and I did it continuously for quite a number of years. And finally, when I finally, like, saw the light and said, this is not going to change, it's not going to get better, you know, it's time to walk away, I kept saying to myself, how many times are you going to pick up the snake and have it bite you and then be shocked when it bites Bite you? you. Yep. It's a freaking snake. Right. It was the thought that came to my mind when I finally said, that's it. I No yeah. more. I, I cannot keep doing this. I do that probably more so with myself now, what you're talking about, responsibility. 
instead of beating myself up, I take the responsibility to not do it again. Now I do know what I didn't know. Right. So now I'm going to try not to do it. And I am responsible for it. And if I was this way, like with the abuse issues, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to say something about that real quick too, because I thought about it after the podcast last week. All my things I went through when I was younger and all the things I went through when I was on the street, I did learn certain behaviors. I learned certain ways to be. I had certain feelings about myself. You know, I was stuck in shame and all that. Absolutely. And although it was done to me, I can't blame that person for all my issues. I have to say what was done to me was their fault. Now what am I going to do about it? Right. And I had to say, but I've always been this way. And that's what made change easier for me. Sure. Because it was like, I don't want to be a product of them. I don't want to be this sick cookie anymore because of what was done to me. Right. And I remember even at 10 years old realizing that I didn't want to be like certain people. And I strove not to do that. And when I finally got sober and had my own children and wanting to live a decent, normal life, there was a lot of learning that I couldn't keep saying, well, it was because I was abused. It was because I was abused. I've never been one to enjoy that statement ever. Right. Because, yes, I did all learn this from that, but I didn't care. I wanted to know how to be a better person. Right. I wanted to know how to change. I wanted to know how to be, you know, less shameful. I wanted to learn how to be a positive person in life. I wanted wanted to learn all the things that normal people learn. Right. And obviously it took a lot more work, took a lot of counseling, took a lot of heartache, and I had a lot of other unmentionable mental issues that (laughs) (laughs) caused a, a lot of problems for me for a few years, which also was well into many, many years of having it that I didn't even know I had it. Right. And then many years of dealing with it. Right. So all of that, my wanting to change was stronger than my fear, bottom right. line. Because I do. I live in shame and fear. I still do. Yeah. Not even 5% of what I used to. But I still can go there sure. pretty easy. My mind will still... Today I had a memory of something that... It, w- it was very hurtful. And... It was like immediately over the years, people, because I know anyone that's listening that's new to it, over the years it took me to be able to only let it last a couple seconds, and I was able to say, yeah, that was terrible that was done to you. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad that you live a better life now, and you've never done that to anybody, you know? Or whatever talk, as you were saying, self-talk I need to do to step away from it. Right. It's just some things will always hurt, which was a wonderful thing that I wish I could remember who said it to me. I mean, they were in my face, and I feel so bad because I remember it being, I just started bawling. But they said, there are things that happen to you. Ah, it was Jan, and she said, and you will hurt and cry about it for the rest of your life. Right. But it won't be as bad. Each time, it'll be better and better. And it was like a 
permission mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. not say, oh, okay, you know, I talked about this and I've been through this and okay, it's over with. Why am I feeling it 25 years later? Right. It, because it was a horrific thing that happened and when it comes up, your brain is quick to go, D -d 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 wait, D -d I don't like this, wait, what's going on? Right, right. And then I just take the two seconds to make the change to say this is not staying. This right. doesn't belong anymore. Yes, it was bad. I think that that was probably one of my greatest things about change mm -hmm. is not wanting to be the way I was. Right. Each time I would realize something, even though it was so fearful and so anxiety-ridden to make the changes, there was nothing else I could do but make a change. It was never going to go away. I was never going to be a different person. Right. Until I just did it. Until I just said, don't do that to me. Or I don't talk to me that way. Or right. walking away. Whatever it may be. I think it's the difference between being a victim and victimized to being... Oh. I know. I hate the word survivor, too. I see you trying to avoid that word. Well, survivor... Uh, I always try and find a different word. Yeah, because I don't... To, I don't like victim either. To being what I say, I just wanted to be a healthy adult. Right. I mean, I I think there's a, a difference. To be a victim and victimized is completely different. It's interesting because I had just listened to a book called The Choice by Dr. Edith Eager. And she was a Holocaust survivor and mm -hmm. was in Auschwitz. She talks about, oh, there's a lot she talks about. I'm not even going to go into it. But one of the things that she had mentioned in her book was how the trauma that she experienced is no better or worse than the trauma that anybody else experiences. Trauma is trauma. Yes. Yeah, you can put it on a scale, you know, and there are certain things that are going to be more. I mean, I couldn't imagine. Right. Could not imagine no. that. W I, there's no way I could even say I get that because I don't. No, that's horrible with how they lived. It's terrible. You know, she also, you know, when she says that trauma is trauma, how it affects us and what we do about it is what makes the difference. Do we choose right. to stay there and be in it or do we choose to be something different to right. move forward? And I mean, there was a lot that was said in that yeah. book. Yeah, oh, I'm that, sure. But it was. But that's very true. It's just very interesting because I always thought that, oh, you know, what I've gone through and what have I, what I've experienced, I just need to be grateful because I could have had this happened. Or you put two people side by side and say, okay, they've had more trauma than this one has. And, you know, is it really, each person's different. And I think that it's the point that I guess I'm trying to make is, is that, you know, we all experience things and we all have a lot of people have gone through some Something. severe trauma and you know and there's no way to gauge that other than than to say what you experienced is exactly what you experienced right it's, it's not weighted differently right you know than somebody else and i i think that in doing that it also removes that stigma against being a victim being somebody or being somebody who has gone through something and have strived to choose right. not to be a victim. Right. And I think there's a difference. And I think it, for me anyway, until you hit the point of not wanting to be a victim, you're not going to be 
you're not going to change anything because you can stay stuck in. I mean, you know people, I know people who continually feel victimized but stay in the same situation right? and don't want to change it out of fear. And I get that. It's not a criticism or a judgment. Right. Exactly. But it's, it's where we all do our own. Right. right. And until they hit that point... It's like in recovery, until you hit that bottom line, you know, that you hit the bottom. Right. You can't change it until you hit that. Right. You know, that act of desperation or the want and desire to get clean and sober. No one can force you Nobody to can do ever that. change, right. ever get sober, ever do right. anything that you don't really want to do. Right. So it's all on, on the and person. I, and I take that back a little bit because I have been in relationships and situations where I did many things that I didn't want to do. Sure. But, but I did them have. out of survival. I did them out of fear. Right. I did them out of, we're just talking about if you want to step up and do something different, it's not going to happen until you want to. That comes with little situations too. That comes with, I've always been an advocate for my kids to not be in a career that they don't feel good about going to work every day because it is 80% of your life and sometimes 90 if it's you know encompassing or you're always thinking about work or you know whatever it may be and if you love your job then that's great but if you're miserable then that means 80% of your life you are miserable people that are in abusive relationships that are afraid to leave for whatever reason the reasons they stay and you know we just wanted to bring this up really quick is you can still change even though you are in situations of abuse or codependency mm -hmm. or you know trying to get sober or trying to get off drugs there are still little changes that you can make to help you make the bigger change and to help you be able to go to bed at night and raise your self-worth raise your self-esteem getting counseling you know listening to other podcasts that are more you know counselor type in-depth people than than us just sharing our story because you can get more there's books there's just there's so many ways that when I was in my one relationship where I was into the the gaslighting was really bad and I was afraid of my own shadow and I got sober and I did a lot of I wouldn't leave the house for months and mm -hmm. months. I can't. I when I go grocery shopping, my eldest son had to go with me because I was just had become afraid of my own shadow. I learned through online stuff. I was doing online meetings. I was doing a lot of reading. I was learning a lot about myself, and uh, and I had to live a couple months of that still with this person before they were finally removed from the home. Thank God. Um, but I was able to step out a little bit of right. the darkness, even though they were still trying to do their thing, and even though I didn't think I could do it sober, and even though I had crawled into a dark hole that I never thought I would ever be, I was able to. Right. So that's just something that I just want to make very clear. You know, I, I can hear some people saying, yeah, but you're not in this situation. Yeah, but you're not in that situation. Right. How am I going to change anything? If I try to be assertive, this is going to happen. Right. And I know. I mean, we've been there. But you, there are little changes you can make within yourself to make 
the next changes that you may or may not make easier right because you'll feel stronger right and there's also so many you know hotlines now you can call oh yeah I just talk not you know I'm gonna kill myself or I just got beat on again it doesn't have to be this horrible thing it can just be I just need to talk to someone for a moment I'm just so stressed so the unknown the uncertainty and you said that you've gotten through that, made mm-hmm. changes even though you've had that. Yeah, it's all a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that what comes from the heart reaches the heart. Um, the book that I was talking about is called The Choice by Dr. Edith Eager. Okay, and I'll make sure that it's in yeah. the show notes. It really was good. Okay, that's good. It really was, because you kind of have light bulb moments where you go, oh yeah. Yeah, those. Yeah. It was very, very interesting and intriguing to me. When they talk about how PTSD can come from people who have been through a Holocaust and people who have been through a car accident. Right, exactly, exactly. You can have a little bit of it, you know, depending on how your brain is. Well, and not to gauge it, because it doesn't matter what they went through, it matters what you go through or what I go through. Because if I minimize it, then I'm not going to deal with it. And then I'm just gonna, I'm shaming myself by right. saying this is how I felt about this and I shouldn't feel this way. Yeah, that's another good thing. I'm not even sure where all of this would fall under another topic about dealing with some of this stuff. But I did in the very beginning. My counselor was like, I minimized everything. Why would oh, you? Oh, it wasn't that bad. Or it wasn't right. that bad. And, right. And she'd be like, yes, it <laughs> was. <laughs> right. But that was my defense, my mechanism, my mm-hmm. knew, knowing other people have been through more, whatever my reason was to try to cope. Right, so. exactly. Well, when I do that, I mean, it's easier to minimize or to, you know, one thing that I, I've heard lately, somebody talking about, and I don't know where I've heard it, maybe a podcast or something, they talked about when you're going through a rough time and you say to yourself, well, I should be grateful. But it's so true because it's minimizing who we are and how we feel. And we're kind of squelching how we feel. Like belittling type thing? Yeah, by saying, well, I should be grateful or I should feel this way or, you know, they've gone through worse than I have. It's kind of a denial of what's actually true by doing. Yes, yeah. I don't think being grateful should be something that should squelch how right. you feel. It yes. should be a true feeling of gratitude for something. Yes. And yes. who you are. You are exactly right when people say, well, yeah, you got that going on, but why aren't you grateful for this? Or, you know, it's right. minimizing what you are actually feeling. Right. I would rather somebody say, hey, you know what? I get that. That would be really hard. Yes. Acknowledging you know, Acknowledging it. it. Yes. Hearing it. Yes. Saying, yes, I get that. That's going to be our next topic. It's Women's Month, and I just heard a podcast I was listening to today about being heard Mm. and why so many um, people, not women, people in general, don't tell whatever it may have been because they don't believe they're going to be believed, Mm. so they don't speak up. That would be another good one. I think there's a lot there's so much around, so much we talk about yeah. we can. Okay, so um, if you want to hear the podcast, you can go to reallylife20.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 
We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And it'd be really great if you guys could like us or rate us, review us or anything. We do have a lot of hits on the website, but we're not getting them on our social media. And then therefore we get lost in the shuffle. So if you're out there listening, if you don't mind going find us and liking us and following us and all that good stuff, that'll um, help keep us in the mixture. Mm -hmm. And um, any questions, comments, anything, you can email us at 20reallylife20 at gmail.com. And all the links to everything is on our website. Um, we are really glad that you showed up again to be with us. Yes. And we hope that you're having a great day and thinking about what changes you want to make. You can listen to some of the previous podcast maybe help you get in the gear to do that and of course we're here if you need us just let us know in any of the social media platforms um i check them all the time to make sure and thanks for being here yes thanks for sharing your time with us today all right everyone then we are out <laughs>